Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. You were under the weather yesterday, Tony. How's that stomach feeling today? I'm Tony Kornheiser, doubling up on the diaper, just in Ugh. case. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm about, let's see, 1,900 miles away. Could be further. I might be over 2,000, right around two grand, you think? I want to say one word to you. What? One word. Emodium. Emodium. No. Yes. Stop. This Stop. is the plug that saved America. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Foles versus Trubisky, James Harden versus the Warriors, and the Spurs fans versus Kawhi. But we begin today with fantastic new video of Antonio Brown, not in the Steelers uniform, but in a hippo suit as he did karaoke on The Masked Singer. This appearance, which was taped months ago and probably moved up because of Brown's recent notoriety, coincides with a Sports Illustrated report that Brown's anger with the Steelers was upon hearing that his teammates had voted Juju Smith-Schuster, the team's most valuable player, not Brown. Wilbon, how do you feel about this if you are Brown, the Steelers, or teams that may be in the market for him? I would pay no attention to it. it you just said, I was listening closely to you, Tony, that this video was taken, he did that little performance, whatever you want to call that for that yeah. show, which is some some nutty singing show, which means you probably watch it, you and Don. He did this last summer. So what does it have to do? It doesn't advance what's going on now. I mean, did he or did he not ask for a trade? I care about that. I care about what the people are calling. They should assess Antonio Brown on what has happened through the moment, not on some dopey reality singing show which only people like you watch last summer. Well, I, I haven't watched it, but now that I've seen the clip, it looks pretty good, and I know you're a pretty good singer. And if you put on a big, like, elephant head, that would be sort of <laughs> funny. You could be the mass sports writer or something like that. Look, I, I don't know where people sign up for diva school, but Antonio Brown has a Ph.D. in diva at the moment. Somebody is going to give him a job. That will certainly yeah. happen. And he yeah. will be good for one year. And then he and will be publicly angry. Team. Yes, he will be publicly angry. And he will hurt his team because he is a team killer as well as being a great talent. I find it amazing. The Steelers, for many, many years, the best organization in football, in one fell swoop, they're going to lose Le'Veon Bell. They're going to lose Antonio Brown because you have to trade him now. These are, these are all pro offensive talents. And boom, they're going to be gone, Mike. Gone. And you know what? You know why this is less than a huge deal? Because in the NFL, they replace people except maybe the franchise quarterback Whoa. all the These time. guys are good. You know the tight Every end? Every day they replace them, These Tony, guys are in really the NFL. Good. The tight they're end, great. Jesse no, James, no, no. said they're this. Not really he did good. not mean they're it great. as a compliment. He said, we're the Kardashians now. They are. They're dysfunctional. They're a joke. You know what you can do? If you lose with, with these guys, you can lose without them, and that's what the Steelers are now. We got more off-the-field non-playoff news. Domestic violence charges were dismissed against Reuben Foster, who was cut by the 49ers and claimed by the Redskins about six weeks ago. But that doesn't mean Foster is eligible to go on the active roster. The NFL's domestic violence policy could supersede that, and the NFL may find cause to keep him on the commissioner's exempt list, which leads to the only question that matters here, Tone. What should the NFL do about Reuben Foster now? The NFL is not the legal system in the United States of America. It's a private corporation that makes its own rules and doles out its own punishment. It is allowed to do that because it's, you know, it's a privilege to play for them. A lot of corporations 
do this. We don't know why the charges were dropped. At the moment, it doesn't mean it, it, it pertains not at all to guilt or innocence. But my feeling is pretty simple about this. If, in fact, there are no charges there, unless the NFL wants to use its own investigative arm, which it has, to investigate this issue and then make a public declaration as to what it has and what it doesn't, unless they want to do that, then I think you have to let Reuben Foster go to camp with the Redskins next year, Mike. I think you do. Tony, I don't. I mean, it's their job. It's their obligation to have their investigative arm look deeply into this and come to their own conclusions. And you know what? I'm not saying I automatically trust them. This is a, a league, an organization, which claims frequently, more than once, that it can't even get video that every network, right. every agent, every bodyguard, the security expert in America will tell you the NFL is lying about because they get them. I mean, I've gotten texts from people saying, I've seen that video. What's the NFL talking about? So I don't necessarily, I'm not saying that they look more like Barney Fife than a legit investigative crew sometimes. But Tony, it's their obligation to do this and not well, rely I, on the courts yes, because they are right. a private matter. And by the way, I think that it's possible because they are not the courts. It's possible people will tell them more things because they don't have to go under oath in a, a courtroom. Point. So I think point. they should use their investigative capabilities yeah. to do this. But again, what I'm saying is, and I never thought it was a good signing for the Redskins. Wrong guy, wrong team. But if right. there's nothing more than this and he's already served five games and the standard is six, I think they have to let him go to camp. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Yahoo's Dan Wetzel reports there is very, very little demand for tickets to Monday's <laughs> national championship game between Clemson and Alabama. Reportedly, you can get a ticket for as little as $150. And last year, similar tickets went for $1,700. Will Bonner, slow ticket sales something college football ought to worry about? No, the ticket sales are slow because the SEC people look at California and think it's in, you know, Southeast Asia. And they can't figure out how to get there without being in an RV. So, <laughs> n- no, I, I, I'm, they, the last year's tickets were sold in Atlanta. The game was in Atlanta and you had Georgia and Alabama where people could drive two and a half hours, you know, and get from wherever they are to the stadium. That's not the case in uh, Santa Clara. And so, no, but there's there's look, the college football system needs fixing. Tony It's very simple. You cannot have games that matter ultimately before New Year's Day and then put on the appetizer games. You've got to flip flop that in whatever way you want to do it and have the games that matter most second your entree, your main course. So I would love to disagree with everything you said. I can't. Uh, except for your vicious slander of the SEC and the RVs, which I actually think is a pretty funny line. The I, I problem, love those RVs. A lot of good food there. Please, you've never been in an RV in your life Satellite, and going more than huh? around the corner. Um, <laughs> you're right that the problem of this game is geography. That, like, the Pac-12 yeah. can't even get into the tournament. In the, that's right. So there, yeah. people in the West Coast have no particular interest in this, and it is a long way for people from Alabama and South Carolina to go. And you're 100% right about the other part of this. You end the college football season on January 1st with traditional bowl games, and then you play the, the semifinals day. the next day, yes. and one week later you play yes. the finals. Because it, it's it, not hard. These are the two best teams. I want to say one other thing. People will say, well, this is the reason you go to eight teams. No. I'll just say, hold on a second. You had four teams this year, and the first two games were terrible. So you can't stumped. necessarily go to eight. 
You can't. That, those two semifinal games were an indictment were of an eight, of an 18 I, I, playoff, Tony. Agreed. Just put the game, let the New Year's Day games be when they've been That's for the right. last hundred years. Agreed. And a day or two later, you play the semifinals. Next day. And then the following Monday, Next. whether it's eight, six days Fine. or seven days or ten, play Fine. that. Fine. say hard. Fine. I'd even play it one week later. It doesn't matter. It's a weekday. People want to see the game. Doesn't matter. Okay. Let's go to the NBA tone, which is creeping up on the halfway point of this season. And most recently, James Harden is playing up to his MVP form of last season. Harden has scored 40 or more in four straight games. And if he's going to make it five, he'll have to do it in Oakland against his constant nemesis, the champs. Meanwhile, the Dubs have lost two straight at home and are nowhere near dominant. So, Tony, who's tonight bigger for, Harden or the Golden State Warriors? Well, it's not a big game at all for the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors have won three championships in the last four years. There's no game in January that's meaningful to them. The way they're playing this year, it doesn't look like there's any meaningful game in the regular season. And, I mean, the interesting thing about them is will they be able to flip a switch and be great in the playoffs? So this game is more important not even to the Rockets but to James Harden. This is a personal statement that he is out there about to make or not make. I, I, I just think it's, a, it's about him more than anything else. And he is he's playing great. He's playing yeah. great. He may yes. be the best offensive player in the league. Now, that doesn't mean, Mike, that if I had to draft from this game that I'd take him any higher than third. You know, but he behind Durant and Curry. But he right, right now is dominating. Tone, I'm not going to disagree with any of your assessment of Harden and what he's doing. I'm going to disagree with you completely about who this game is more important for. I know you're not paying attention, but some of us are. The Golden State Warriors. I am paying it's attention. Not like, it's not like they're not I, trying, Tony, because you, you're saying no. You're saying the regular season I'm doesn't saying matter they're to them. disinterested, yes. And what I'm saying is no, it's not disinterest. They can't beat people like they've been beating them. They might be able to do it come mid-April when it matters most. I agree with you there. Okay. But, Tony, the, the, the Western Conference is about, I don't know, 12 teams deep. 13 teams deep in the people that can win a game in the regular season, even in Oakland. That has not been the case over the past five years. It is the case now. I'm interested to see where the Golden State will rally and pull itself together and be what we think they are. I, I just think if you have been to the championship four straight years and you've won three and you could make the case you could have won the fourth, that it's very hard before the playoffs start to become engaged. Very hard. Oh, I think they're engaged. We'll see. (laughs) I think they are. Kawhi Leonard will return tonight to San Antonio for the first time since being traded to Toronto. Leonard made no secret of his displeasure with being on the Spurs last year and is widely believed to have forced a trade. Wilbon, do you think Spurs fans will cheer Leonard or boo him? And what should they do? I don't know what they should do. I'm not a Spurs fan. I actually am a Spurs fan. I'm not a Texan. I'm not. That's not my place. Um, They're going to boo him. Um, I would boo him if I was a Spurs fan and I bought it. He, 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 he said he rejected San Antonio. He rejected not just the team. He rejected the whole place and the, the whole organization and the whole culture. He rejected it by saying, I want out of here. If he never, never really said anything publicly, I don't even know if he talked to Pop on the way out the door. But he rejected them. And there would no, be, be no video tribute. All these video tributes to people who've left. If you were traded away or you left after you were a free agent and you did it amicably, there could be a video tribute. Video tribute for a guy, and he's great, who says, mm. I want out of here. Yeah. You get nothing. You don't even get a bag of peanuts. 
So I think that there is a video tribute, and they're trying to decide whether or not to play it and trying to gauge what the reaction it. will be. I like you. I would boo him because yeah. he, 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 he wanted – look, I think it was perfectly reasonable for people in Cleveland to boo LeBron after he came back from my, Miami, you know, the first time back right. when right. he went first to Miami. Time back. Yeah. Paul George was booed last night in Los Angeles. That's for, okay, too. For the high crime and misdemeanor of not – Siding in law, not leaving Los Angeles. I thought that was Angeles. great, and I thought his reaction, Paul's, was even That's better because right. he played great and he said he understood it. That's right, and so that was completely fair. The, the people in San Antonio have much greater cause to boo Kawhi Leonard yes. for this than than happened last night with Paul George. I'm perfectly oh, yeah. fine if they boo him. He is a great, great player. But he, not only did he reject them, he left them hanging last year. He did. He did. There's no way so they, no there's a smattering of applause, no. but I, you know. Let's and he's the MVP of a championship team, too. Coming up, would you rather have Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky behind center on Sunday? And would you rather see Phillip Rivers or Lamar Jackson advance? Toss-up is next. If Kawhi Leonard ends up in Los Angeles, they'll boo him worse all the time he plays there. Every time. Yes. Absolutely. And that's that's okay. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance. Time to notch my first win of 2019. What's first? Toss up. Who would you rather have at quarterback on Sunday? Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky? So if this is just about quarterback, if I can separate them from the teams, then I'm going to take Nick Foles because Mitch Trubisky has never been in a playoff game. And Nick Foles was the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. Nick Foles is 6-0, and you know, in must-win situations where he has substituted for Carson Wentz, which he is doing right now. Mitch Trubisky was in one bowl game as a starter in North Carolina and lost that. We've seen Foles under pressure. Team aside, I'll pick Foles. All true. I'm not going to argue any of that. I'm going to make the case now for Mitch Trubisky, which two years ago, you never thought you'd hear me making the case That's for Mitch right. Trubisky. That's but right. I am, and it's easy, Tony. He has been tremendous. The stumbles he had were early in the season. And one, he came back from injury, looked a little shaky, you know, but, but against the Dolphins, one of them. He has learned how to, I hate to use the word, but manage the game. He understands that when he goes 21 for 28 for 220 yards, two touchdowns and no picks, that with that defense, he is playing a perfect game. He doesn't need to be, you know, 500 yards a game. Mitch Trubisky, I'm ready to roll with my man. And that's insane. Next. Toss up. Who would you rather see advance, the Chargers or the Ravens? So I like the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. I like everything that they have done lately. But if the question is who would I rather see advance, in this case, I would take the Chargers for these reasons. One. They are being treated so shabbily. They're being asked to go 3,000 miles across the country and play a game at 10 a.m. in the morning on their personal body clocks. And I would like to see Philip Rivers get a chance to sort of rewrite his personal history in the playoffs where he hasn't been very good in what might be his last chance to make a big splash in a playoff. So I'll say the Chargers. 
treated shabbily. So you think the Ravens should be forced to give up their home game no. so it could be better Played for the body clocks Played of the four. nappers? Played Are you four. kidding me? The Chargers usually take a nap anyway. Played Let me four. just say this. Let me just say this. You know my answer to this. I like teams that will hit you in the mouth. And because the Pittsburgh Steelers have turned into a clown show, it leaves all the heavy lifting this postseason to the Ravens and the Bears. Because they play defense. I want the Ravens to win this game. I want to see them advance. Chargers 7-1 and one on the road this year. Next. Toss up more dangerous playoff team. The Colts or the Texans? Now you know where I am on Houston because when they were 0-3, I said they could turn it around, and you laughed at me. You said it was never going to happen. In this particular case, if the question is, which is the most dangerous team, I'm going to say the Colts because of Andrew Luck. He is throwing an actual regulation NFL football now. He's throwing it very well. They are 9-1 and one in their last 10. And in those 10 games, he has 23 touchdown passes and only seven interceptions. I think he's the most dangerous player out there. And like all the rest of the people who observe the NFL all season, you're doing today what they did all season. You're just looking right past that guy, Watson, Deshaun Watson. No, I'm not. He had every bit. Yeah, you are. Because you said at Luck. Three, you I know said what Deshaun Watson's doing? He's throwing a regulation football, too. And he had at least as good a season as Luck, if not better. He was coming back from big-time surgery of his own. He needed two Tell or three games to get his legs under him. Off. Two or three games to get his legs under him, and he has been fabulous. Deshaun Watson getting overlooked again, not by me, but by you. Next. Last one, toss-up. Who got it worse, Jamie Benn or Blaze Meredith? All right, so Jamie Benn is a winger for Dallas, and you see he gets hit when his head is turned away. He gets knocked out of the game, which doesn't usually happen for hockey players. Boom. But the other guy plays for a D3 team, North Cent- the North Central Cardinals. He hits his head, boom, on the backboard. He hits his head on the backboard. It is brutal to listen to. And like a good hockey player, he comes back in the game right away. Except- this is like in the beginning of Hangover 3 where, where the giraffe gets decapitated. It's just like that. Okay, then. I'll trust you. <laughs> That remind the only fall I've seen like that on the basketball court. You know what I'm about to say here, David Thompson. Yeah, yeah. David Skywalker had a situation. The hockey player didn't come back at the hockey Did player. Not. Was the toughest guy in the world. Did not. The D3 baller comes back. Is the toughest guy in the new year by a million miles. That's right. That's it. Let's take one last break. Still to come, should Josh McDaniels have really passed on a head coaching interview? And the Pelicans are struggling. They need to consider moving Anthony Davis. So you didn't watch the entire Hangover trilogy? You didn't I've never watch seen that? a single Hangover movie, whatever that is. Oh, n- number one, very funny. Happy time. People, happy 38th birthday, Eli Manning. Eli's last two years with the Giants have been awful. In his starts, the Giants were 8-23. and 23. The GM, Dave Gettleman, made no public commitment to Eli yesterday. So it appears Manning has three choices. To quit, to try to keep his job with the Giants, or to find a soft landing spot, like maybe in Jacksonville with Tom Coughlin, as they have already combined for two Super Bowls. Well, you can take that last one off the table. Tony, it's over. It's okay. He's had a great, and I hope, Hall of Fame-acknowledged career, Eli Manning. But it's 
It's done now. Come on. Happy anniversary, Frank Reich. On this day, 26 years ago, Reich started for an injured Jim Kelly and led the Bills on a 35-3 second half run to shock the Oilers, 41-38 in overtime. Still the biggest comeback in NFL history. Previously, while at Maryland, Reich had engineered the biggest comeback in college football history, overcoming a 31-0 halftime deficit against the Miami Hurricanes. As you know, I was at that college comeback covering them for the Washington Post, Tony, but I called the locker room after the NFL playoff comeback, and Reich came to the phone and talked to me. Happy trails, Illinois State and Binghamton. Illinois State got beat at the buzzer by a Valparaiso half-court shot. I am sorry for Illinois State, but my heart bleeds for my alma mater, Binghamton, the Cornell of Broome County, which got beat at the buzzer by Columbia last night, dropping the mighty Bearcats to 4-11. and But at least we didn't get beat by 26 by Michigan State like some Wildcats I know. Aren't they a good team, Michigan State? Very good team. Who'd you lose to? Columbia, a fine Case academic closed. institution Case and a closed. good team. Case Big closed. finish, here we go. The Let's NFL Network says Josh McDaniels is passing on the Bengals' interview request. Are you surprised? No, he'd be going from the most stable place in the world to the, one of the most dysfunctional. No, I'm not surprised. The NFL named Caesars Entertainment Corporation as its official casino sponsor. Did you ever think you'd see the day? No, because the NFL always tried to keep gambling at arm's length, even though it went wink, wink, nod, nod in pregame shows. Anthony Davis, 34-16, and 16, but the Pelicans lost to the Nets to drop to 14th in the West. Are they going to have to move him? Oh, really? Yeah. So the one thing you need in that league to win, you've got. But you want to get rid of him because it's not working at the moment? Yeah, nice, nice thought. Oregon star freshman Bowl Bowl is reportedly out for the season with a foot injury. That's a big deal, is it not? Big deal. He's projected top 10 in the draft, yes. Last one, Derrick Rose is second in Western Conference All-Star voting among guards. Head of James Harden. Yeah. Does that really make sense? Yes, because people identify with Rose's comeback story this year, Tony, which is a great one. Out of time, trying to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app.